0: You want natural language processing that can handle yep. all the variations. You want to be able to have auto suggest and auto correct because, yep. as I said, people just can't spell. Yeah. You want merchandising so you can actually fix problems that you find and have it present those. Faceted search for e-commerce because for Crown Out Loud, you know, some of our our listeners are going to have hundreds of thousands. Yeah. And it should be able to handle that very very
1: Here is your host, Sam Gupta.
2: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the WBS podcast. I'm Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant at independent ERP and digital transformation consulting firm Elevate IQ. If I had to describe e-commerce in three words, it would be search, recommendation, and personalization. And 90% of the e-commerce sites are extremely poor at these three things. But fear not, Headless is changing that. While Algolia is used in the context of Headless, you could have the same search experience even with monolith platforms. So what is Algolia and where does it fit in the e-commerce value chain? In today's episode, we invited a panel of industry experts for a live discussion on LinkedIn to conduct an independent review of Algolia's capabilities. We covered why the best of breed search capabilities isn't as threatening for the composable commerce experience. Finally, we discussed its capabilities such as AI synonyms, tweaking search results for each query and personalized search. With that, let's get to the conversation.
0: Hello everyone.
2: Welcome to today's show. And if you're joining for the first time, this is part of our e-commerce series for which we meet every Wednesday at 5:30 p.m. Eastern and we review one vendor or the solution. And uh, for today, we have a very interesting solution and they are part of the e-commerce ecosystem. Obviously, I'm going to have a lot of fun discussing this because this is part of the composable architecture, and uh, you are going to get a lot of pluck for headless today. <laughs> so, Robert, I think I'm really excited about that. Before we do that, we are going to start with everybody's intros. I am going to start with my intro. I am Sen Gupta, principal at Elevate IQ. Elevate IQ is the independent ERP, e commerce, and digital transformation consulting firm. On that note, I am going to move to Robert for his intro.
0: Hi, Robert Brown. I'm the principal at Robert Brown e-commerce consultancy and we specialize in small to medium sized businesses moving into e-commerce or trying to grow their e-commerce business.
2: Okay, amazing. Thank you so much for uh, being here, Robert. And if you're in the audience and joining for the first time, make sure you guys post your questions and comments. We typically try to cover them during the show. If you run out of time, we'll make sure that you receive your answers. So, Robert, I am going to start with the quick positioning where they are coming from, why there is a need of such tool in the market, which are going to be their competitors who they play along with, As well as some of their competitors i guess right so it's a very 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 interesting solution and i don't know how many people are going to be familiar with any of the search technology but when i look at e-commerce search is one of the pillars so they focus on three different pillars number one is going to be search number two is going to be recommendation And number three, they have a little bit of personalization as well, but I don't think they are known to be the real. Personalization or the experimentation management too. Now, overall, the fit in of, of this particular solution, in my mind, when I look at it, and if I look at the composable architecture, some of the places I'm not as comfortable, to be honest, okay. And the reason why I'm not able I'm not as comfortable is because the integration is going to be very involved, it'll be very tricky. You are sharing master data, etc. In this particular case, it doesn't matter whether you go for headless or not, okay. This is probably going to be a really, really useful solution in general, okay. Irrespective of whether you are, uh, you know, for headless or you are not for headless, one of the best features that you are going to notice as soon as you are going to see any sort of demos is going to be speed, okay. And when it comes to search, regardless of whether you are trying to please your own customers or you are trying to please Google, okay, (laughs) speed is going to be a factor. And this solution is lightning fast. Okay, regardless of the catalog in general. Oh, and they are obviously very, 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 very successful in general. Uh, For the recommendation, they are using the AI machine learning in the background, and it's fairly slick um, the way it works. So I am a big fan of this particular. Solution And in general, even if you're using WordPress or Magento or any other uh, platforms, you can easily plug and play and use best of breed. I'll tell you my concerns as well, but I'm going to pause there. And Robert, I'll, I'll uh, open up for your commentary first, and then I'll, I'll build up some
0: more. I think a lot of people do not give search the the attention that it absolutely deserves. I think there's... I've talked to a lot of people that... Seem to be more concerned about, say, page merchandising, the images, maybe some SEO. But what they're missing out on is you never want to have a return set of zero, none found with, you know, when the customer comes to your site and starts searching for stuff and, you know, I've worked for a number of, you know, large enterprise companies that, you know, had sophisticated search algorithms um, in place. Uh, originally, we had to build our own before there were other third-party tools out there. And, you know, doing the research, you would be surprised how many people just cannot spell yeah. or copy and paste Lord knows what <laughs> into the <laughs> search bar. Exactly. I have seen addresses. I have seen explicit commentary i have seen what looks like has been you know uh paragraphs pulled out of reddit i have seen spelling that would make a first grader embarrassed (laughs) 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 wow (laughs) and you know this is not to say consumers are stupid. It's it's just, you no, know, just like stupid. I have big hands and big fingers and, and I'm on my mobile phone all the time. And, yeah. you know, sometimes the autofill is just not what you expect. And, you know, so when you're searching on a website and you come back, you know, and, and you can't process that. That is a problem. Exactly. could not agree more.
2: And regardless of, uh, you know, however qualified your consumer is going to be, I mean, they are your customer at the end of the day. Uh, uh, okay. And you need to serve, uh, you know, based on whatever queries they are finding. Um So obviously, this is a very, 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 very uh, small piece of what Algolia is, is really capable of, to be honest, Okay. Uh, we have seen some flavors of it in many different solutions. For example, when we reviewed HCL Commerce, um, they were able to do a little bit of pinning of different products, but it's very lean functionality overall in terms of. Uh, we have seen some of the open source solutions they were able to, and I don't remember the name of that open source solution, Robert. Uh, the one that we reviewed from Germany, they were very similar to your Shopify and they had a sharp word in it. Um, which one is, this? is that? Uh, it's not shop view, right? Um, I'm I drawing blank I'm sorry yeah I'm sorry so yeah so they had a lot of uh, you know search functionality. we need to come back to the name I guess so they they did some things but again you know when you when you look at the best of breed search experience okay and that's what the headless community is trying to preach to be honest okay um, they are not trying to go best of breed for every single slice of the commerce but there are places where it is going to make sense okay and search is that place search is that place personalization is that place recommendation is that place you know marketing automation in my mind is that place you can never use the same solution for marketing automation that you are probably going to use for crm again that can be sliced very easily that can be implemented very easily so again i have my own reservations on headless but these are the places where i see the composable make sense The best of breed makes sense. Now, I am going to have a little red flag there in terms of this. okay? and that you are going to see in the reviews as well. And one of the problems that a lot of reviewers have highlighted is going to be the cost of this. It spikes up very fast. So obviously, you know, the way they have penetrated the market, they wanted to go really, really affordable. Okay, so they got a lot of market share, and obviously, then they had to increase the price because whatever they are doing in the back end that requires a lot of infrastructure in general. Okay, it's a very heavy lift, so obviously, they need to make money as well. They can't keep losing money if you want the real search experience to be okay. And I don't know uh, if you have done any sort of research, Robert, but I'll explain to you overall the way the architecture works. Uh, Okay, especially when you are talking about that handshake of your commerce tools or any of the headless you know platforms versus this one so one of the things that you're going to notice in between and this is more of the it procurement observation in in the comment Uh, okay so what they are using is they are trying to decouple the architecture because when you are looking at these enterprise workloads you have to decouple the architecture otherwise you can probably not scale okay and i don't know if in the headless world every single layer is going to be decoupled. If that is the case, then what you are doing is when you are going to be talking to each of the layer, then you are placing a message on a queue, okay? Typically that is going to be your Amazon SQS or whatever it could be, but you need to pay attention to one thing. Each of the head that you are making to that queue, doesn't matter what you are doing, okay? And in this particular case, there's a search. So you are looking at millions and millions of visitors, okay? And anytime you are going to hit that queue, there's going to be a cent that is going to be charged for you. Now think about that for a second. Okay. It could get very, very, very expensive. We are looking at, you know, spam searches. We are looking at crazy, crazy, crazy amount of searches, I guess.
0: Um, Yeah. So for, you know, this provider, it's 1000 searches or a dollar.
2: Well, so that is the, the, the price of just the
0: search, Robert. Okay. That is not the price of the integration. Correct. Correct. And that, that's the basic search. Now, 50% 50% more, you get all the bells and whistles. Exactly. And so when you start thinking about, you know, when you start considering, okay, how many sales am I losing because we don't have the search framework exactly. to provide them, you know, the, an option. And then first we look at how many sales am I losing? How many times do I present nothing found? Yeah. And then once you solve that, then you start taking a look at how many times am I actually presenting them something and they don't move down the funnel. That's that's a slightly different problem that you have to solve. And really, it's it's an incremental problem that you have to continue to solve as you move down the funnel as you're trying to squeeze more and more out of you know the customers that you get. Yeah. Right? Could
2: not. Yeah. Could not agree more. Yeah.
0: And you know, so there's there's two basic frameworks out there in these search tools. One of them is just the keyword tool. Yeah. So you can just fill your little engine with all the keywords and all search through your your product categories and your database and come up with keywords and you can weight those keywords. One of the tools that we we're looking at allowed us to do that. So we, we could sit there and out, apply our own logic to ensure that the results presented in a way that made us happy. The other way that is is the new standard is the natural language processing, which is what Google uses. Yeah. And so that should be able to handle multiple languages, misspellings, cinnamons, regional variations, um, singular and plural variants. It's going to it's going to allow you to actually move into voice recognition. Yeah. Right. And the keyword tools really can't do that. And so that's where that's where the major shift is occurring. And so some of them will put fancy names on it, like our AI, but really what we're talking about is, is the framework is natural language processing.
2: Yeah. Great commentary. Any more comments before we move to the slides?
0: Uh, sure. So some of the other things that we want to look for is if you're going to be looking at tools and, the, and there's a bunch of them and we're not going to sit here and, and debate, which is better than the other, yeah. You, you, yeah. Know, you can you can Google those too, or look at any, you know, your favorite site, but you want um, natural language processing that can handle yep. all the variations. You want to be able to have auto-suggest and auto-correct because, yep. as I said, people just can't spell. Yeah. You want merchandising so you can actually fix problems that you find and have it present those. Um, you want faceted search for e-commerce because, for Crown out loud... You know, some of our, our listeners are going to have hundreds of thousands yeah. and it should be able to handle that very, very quickly. Yeah. And then you want analytics and reporting because you want to be able to do, you know, take a look at what have our customers been doing? What has the tool been doing? How is it helping us? How can we improve it? Could not agree more. More comments, Robert? No, nope, that's it okay all right so let's get
2: into uh, some of the commentary here um so they are fairly recent company they uh, were founded in roughly what uh, 2012 uh, which is like what 10 years i mean relatively newer in my mm-hmm. mind uh, they are from france and we have not seen a lot of companies from france except the open source platform that we are looking at and i'm drawing the blank again and i don't know if oro wasn't there from france it was the other open source platform oh my goodness we have reviewed way too many i guess oh, yeah. <laughs> okay so here they are saying focused on offline search on multiple uh phones and obviously they came from y combinator so no doubt they are going to be really good overall they have raised a lot of different funding excel is backing this startup so you know it's a big deal no doubt yeah. uh, and supposed to be one of the the unicorns and i think their valuation is roughly what 2.25 billion dollars right now 2.25 billion with a b and this is in 2021 so obviously they are fairly even with most of the hotter headless e-commerce platforms but based on their costing model in my mind they are still at a very enterprise play even though i have seen this being used even in the mid-market and the small size segments, just because search matters and search is a big deal if you are big on e-commerce then you should definitely explore even if it means that you know it is probably going to be expensive
0: okay so, so- here's he, so going back to You know, the pricing here. So according to your, you know, the research that you've done, which is always fantastic, they have 11,000 customers and they're handling 60 billion queries a month. Yeah. 60 billion queries a month divided by a thousand comes up with 60 million a month is their revenue. 60 60. to 90 million. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. A month. Not bad. Yeah, the revenue is not going to be as high right now,
2: but they're ve- very prop, in my opinion. It's just human humongous. You know, there's yeah, I mean, you know,
0: if, if you look at how they're expanding, because they, they have 70 data centers in 16 yeah. worldwide regions. So, yeah. you know, you're not going to have the latency from the queries trying to transfer, you know, too far from where you are. In general, such is a very heavier lift. It's not easy at all. you know
2: yeah and you need to invest a lot so yeah i mean again they are not making as much money i think it might be more expensive later on if you look at the competitors i guess what companies were doing robert if you're looking for a replacement i think the only replacement that you are going to have is probably going to be elastic search okay which is not as expensive but that's going to be very it centric it's not going to have as much commerce with uh, bells and whistles that you're going to find in this one this is really Designed for commerce experience, so that's a real differentiator. But I have seen a lot of customers using Elastic such as well. Your IT cost is going to be very expensive because now developers are dealing with it, as mm-hmm. opposed to your uh, you know commerce practitioners. Uh, what else do I have here? And by the way, MEC—they are also very API-first. Big proponent of Mac Alliance. They are part of that. And um, the way they have exposed their framework is going to be based on many different programming languages. Obviously, the perspective is that because it's going to be integrated with all of those platforms. So whether you are going to be in any of whether Ruby on Rails, Django, or Laravel any of the PHP platforms or Node.js, they are probably going to be able to support all of that. But again, the, the integration piece is very light. They are trying to provide the pre-baked pieces for you so that you don't have to figure out that yourself. So overall the they are trying to make it look plug and play but still you will require a little bit of expertise. It's not gonna be as plug and play. It'll definitely require developer expertise. Um, so this is the pricing slide and, and Robert, I'll uh, give the control to you. Let me cover some things here and then probably you can talk at a deeper level, right? so here obviously the standard is going to be a dollar and the premium is going to be a dollar and fifty and they have many different things here uh, in this particular the premium model which is going to be i mean they can do a lot more things from the rules perspective which is going to be merchandising and intent detection some of these things could be uh, too much noise i guess obviously the search has a lot of value but then i don't know if you will be able to use everything from this list but overall you will get a lot of insights in general that i don't think you can get if you are simply going to be using the platform provided search they will not be able to provide such deep insights okay all right so let's keep rolling here and this is the uh, this is the recommend one and this is a very different feature in general the way recommend functionality is going to work and this is going to be when let's say you have a product and you are trying to recommend the other products if you look at the success of amazon to be honest okay they were good at some of the things that really differentiated their offerings as well as the business model and in my mind if i look at amazon two or three things that were really unique about Amazon. Number one search, number two recommendation. (laughs) Okay. They were really, really good at that. And otherwise, see anybody could have competed with Amazon. But no, if you look at the on-site search as well as the recommendation, that's the secret sauce of Amazon. So now you can have the same secret sauce uh, because of these technologies, but obviously it's going to be slightly more expensive as affordable as you would like. But here, uh, with respect to recommendation, you are going to get you know, recommendation APIs. Uh, from your perspective, you might not get as much wells and whistles that you would like to see. For the most part, it is all going to be done by your machine learning algorithm, but you have to train them. You, know, you have to provide enough data so that they can learn the right things that you want the algo to focus on. So <laughs> there's a little bit of calibration there. And then obviously you have the analytics. The event analytics is, is going to be very handy as well. And I think these are the events that the, your model is, is trying to utilize to learn how to sort of correlate and what to do with your event uh, that you are going to have. So that's what is your event uh, analytics. Uh, then what else do we have? We have the recommendations, merchandising, related products, frequently bought together. So overall, from the use case perspective, you're not going to get much. The only thing you are really seeing is, hey, I have a widget for frequently bought together or the related products or the personalized recommendations. But overall, what is happening in the back end and the quality of the recommendations is going to be far more powerful than utilizing a random widget from your WordPress or, or um
0: and that's where running the business case is going to be really important to to fully understand what the all in cost is going to be for you and what the lift is, what kind of lift this is going to bring for you. I mean, if you look at some of the the companies that are using this tool, it kind of speaks for itself. Yep. Zendesk, Stripe, Medium, Lacoste, Dior, WeWork, Magento, Intuit, Best uh, in class, Universal, NPR, Twitch, LegalZoom, Discovery, Adobe. Yeah. Huge names. Yeah, I'm I'm telling you,
2: best in class. Uh yeah. they're supposed to be for the enterprise play because that's where the real problem is to be honest. And yeah. in my mind, such is a real differentiator. It's a it's a real uh you know, if I had any money, I would probably be reporting on such. There's no question about it. And
0: one. I have to tell you, when when I originally looked at this and and saw where they were from, all that went through my head was my one experience with a French product, which is a Renault Fuego. Yeah. And that fuego means fire. Yeah. And The Renault was notoriously um, poorly designed vehicle that fell apart all the time. And so I had it for probably nine months before it died and I had to give it back. And I, I'm thinking, you know, no, Renaults and and many French cars are notorious for, yeah. for just being, you know, the, the mechanics are just not being reliable. But, yeah. uh, you know, the French, the French like to complain about them, but they, they gladly work on them. And it's just, you know, part of part of their national course, culture. And so when I saw that this was from France, I'm like in software, I'm like, geez, I hope that doesn't apply to the way it does with cars. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, this is definitely different. I'm, I'm telling you that. Okay. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of, uh, you know, French companies, they are just wonderful. There's no question about that. You know, there has been significant innovation coming from France. Um, and this one is, is Definitely very different. I mean, this is this is one of the best. Um, there's no question about that. But I mean, again, you know, it's supposed to be more for the enterprise play. I have been thinking about using this for our site, to be honest, okay, because obviously we want to differentiate as well the amount of content that we produce. Maybe we can get some value out of it, right? So even I have been thinking then if you talk about commerce, commerce is all about such. Yeah. So let's look at some of the integrations and obviously they are trying to tag along with the best in class. So for example, they are going to be in ecosystems such as let's say Shopify, they are definitely with Adobe Commerce, which is going to be on Magento, then any of the custom development or the programming framework uh, that you might have. And Salesforce is always going to be there with platforms. Uh, You know, everybody tries to get along with Salesforce just because obviously Salesforce has a lot of, um, you know, customer base in general. There are some interesting trends here. So for example, let's say if you look at the content full. And Contentful tags along with commerce tools in general. So Contentful is going to be more of the CMS. And there is another CMS that we are going to be reviewing next week. That is another one that they typically tag along with. So that's a very interesting combination, the way these guys are going with this. Then obviously you have Shopify. And Shopify is always ahead in the game, even though they are targeted more for the mid-market. But for Search, there are going to be companies that are probably going to be using this then what else do we have we have gatsby and i believe that's the customer experience one app. and that's a that's a very interesting app as well so if you are going to be looking at their demos and uh, some of the options that they have they definitely have made this very easy overall in terms of adoption so they have the free model to be able to try and then you could do pay as you go i am always a little concerned when i am signing up for something that is going to have a recurring expense okay so from the software company perspective Rectoring revenue is great, but recurring expense is really bad in my mind, Uh, okay? Because obviously you have to always pay that. Uh, So you have to keep this in mind. And this particular solution could be expensive. They are really designed for the enterprise play. That's where their spot is. But again, you know, do the ROI analysis uh, before you invest into this. So some of the things that you have available, for example, this is the look and feel of the Magento platform. So overall, the setup is not going to be as hard. Once you have figured out your, you know, this is very similar to any of the complex plugins that you may have integrated with either Magento or Shopify, you are probably going to get a similar feel. You have a bunch of fields that you have to fill up. And once you do that, then it's going to be integrated. Uh, But I think this is more of the direct integration. You don't have to use the Q methodology that I was talking about that could be slightly more expensive, but probably for the enterprise workload, they would recommend that. That's my understanding of the the, the way they like to recommend and the way you know, all of the composable architectures. So again, do the ROI analysis. The problem always is going to be when you are finding the financial value with these technologies, the technologies are great, but computing financial value and measuring the TCO over the period of time is all. Um, Here, uh, then they have a bunch of rules that you can specify and these rules are really slick overall the way they work. Uh, And you could could do a lot of different things overall from the e-commerce practitioner perspective. Uh, You can define many different rules and all of these rules are going to be fired in chain you can uh, specify rules based on the category and then those you have sort of the search bar inside your admin panel as well where you can see how these rules are reflecting the search results and the experience so you can specify these rules test the rule and once you are ready then you can promote them so I really like the kind of flexibility that you have in setting these rules inside inside this platform. So now this is the kind of control. And again, I don't think we have seen this with any other platform. And functionally, even if they are going to be comparable, I think the main differentiator that you have with this platform is always going to be the speed. OK, the speed is where the play is. I don't think any other platform can really match the speed, even if you're going to go. For something like, you know, Commerce Tools, if you're using their search, they are going to have their own search as well, obviously. Uh, you know, and I don't know if they can really match what uh, these guys can do. And that's where that the whole idea of composable and best of breed is going to be handy. So if you want best of breed search, you may want this platform and here the integration is not going to be as difficult in general
0: so to highlight why they're going to do something like this where they're going to be able to uh, adjust the search results and give it to you visually is it think of it as going to the bakery yep or the meat counter yep. and You know, you have stuff that's expiring pretty quickly. So when you go to a restaurant, they're going to tell you the specials because, you know, the the chef has said, we need to push this stuff because we've got food that's going to expire, you know, in the next couple of days and we need to use this food. This is the same thing. Yeah. You know, the the backend engine doesn't necessarily understand what your inventory is doing or how long you've been holding it or what yep. the strategy is of the company. And so it allows you to adjust the results to try to push things a little bit faster to increase their sales velocity um, to achieve whatever your objective
2: You could not agree more. And that is such a great example, to be honest. And, and by the way, what you are talking about is the real merchandising play. Okay, The, the- whole idea of merchandising and retail was – place the product at the uh, you know where your consumers are going to be able to see them able to relate when you are launching a new product you want to you know put that right next to a popular product or you know again they have a lot of different formulas in their head and they like to play with and that's why you know merchandising was so hot and they are one of the most powerful people in the world of retail and here you know you're doing similar things (laughs) you are curating search experience which in my mind You can do wonders because, again, you have a lot more power in terms of where each of the search results should be curated in the way your consumers are looking at. And then you have the personalized experience as well. If I know Robert likes this, I'm probably going to show that curated experience for Robert or people like Robert. It doesn't have to be just one person, right? Um, So that's where the real power is in mind. Oh, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I heard it it was a sales engineer from from one of the companies that we've reviewed. um, So I won't give that away. But um, (laughs) I was chatting with them on Reddit and they had this really great example that I'd never simplistically described composable commerce for those that are still trying to wrap their head around. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And their example was. Consider that you want to sell T-shirts. So you come up with a design and you go to one of those print-on-demand companies and, you know, customers place an order for the T-shirt and they buy them. And you get like $2 a T-shirt. Yeah. Okay. Eventually, you start selling enough that you realize, wait a minute, if I take more of this on, I get more of the profit. So instead of me selling the T-shirt for $25 and I only get two, And, you know, the, the print on demand company gets the, the, you know, the other $23. Yeah. What if I take on more of it? What if I go buy the t-shirts that I can buy for $2 and then I, you know, set up my own printing shop. So it actually ends up costing me to have the inventory and to print it and to actually ship it out. I now, it now costs me $7.
2: Yeah. And then I
0: get to keep the rest of it and everything that you take on yourself improves your bottom line and, improves the customer experience because then you're more directly connected to the customer as opposed to handing it off to some somebody else. And so that's what Composable Commerce is all about, as opposed to going with a monolithic structure that you're yes. handing everything off to one of the old guard. You're taking the best in class and you're adding it in. When it makes sense for you, when yes. you have the resources to to use it appropriately and you're going to get you know, a revenue push for it, then you bring that on. And that's what this does for you.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think that's a great example. Obviously, there are always going to be pros and cons of every approach, even if you are trying to vertically integrate or you are trying to bring in a lot more work uh, for yourself as opposed to giving it to your vendors. Uh, You know, that's a business model play. So there are always going to be pros and cons. And the same thing goes with this as well. Best of breed is not going to be for everyone. Um, You know, yes, the best of breed is easier in the headless and composable world but this is still a very enterprise play in general but for this particular tool it might be different because in this particular case the integration is is very easy lift in general so mm-hmm. you know so if you want to do this there's no problem um, okay so some more sorry robert you had a comment no Okay, Okay. so here, uh, you know, the scenarios that you are able to explore, for example, let's say if you want to boost any sort of categories or you want to boost any sort of products or you want to downplay any specific categories, those are some of the strategies that you can play with uh, and you can test this out. And this is going to be purely for the search results. The way you are going to have the experience management, for example, let's say if you are using Bloom Beach for the experience management, that is going to do very different things than your search. So you have a lot of levers that you can play with as the e-commerce practitioner. This is going to be mainly uh, from the search perspective, but you can do a lot. There's a lot of power here. So this is how the events work. Now, my question to you, Robert, is going to be architecturally speaking, uh, you know, obviously you are doing the whole indexing on the products where you are going to have 10,000 records. And I don't know how this particular platform is going to get all of those products from the other composable solutions that you might be using. Even if you are using, let's say, Shopify or Magento, Magento is going to have its own database with the products. And then these guys are looking for the products. So there's going to be, I I think there is a little sync issue there. Obviously that you have to design an architecture, uh, how the products are going to go to your search engine. And obviously once you have indexed using one uh, snapshot of the products and you are going to refresh, then you have to go through the whole cycle. So I think, you know, there's a little uh, play there overall in terms of the design in architecture, how you would like to do this. And now if you are going to be maintaining a lot of different systems in the composable architecture who are all maintaining some sort of product master, some sort of item master, uh, the architecture is, is, is really, really critical there. So this is where I, you know, again, if you are SMB and you don't really have the architectural expertise the it expertise or the consultants who have really gone through these things it might be much harder for you and you might not get the results okay so that's where you require that consulting expertise for these products but even if you are training the models i mean ai is going to be as good as you know the food that you are feeding to it to be honest okay <laughs> and food is going to be data for ai models so in this particular case obviously you are going to be feeding a lot. you are training these models now you can train good or you can train bad OK, it's like being a parent, <laughs> depending upon whatever you are going to feed, that's what you're going to get. So here the quality of data is going to be super critical in the way. So, again, that consulting is super handy uh, uh, here as well. But overall, you have a lot of control here in terms of what you can do for the recommendation engine as well. And again, this is not your plain vanilla data mapping that you do, let's say, in the category world with the e-commerce platforms where you are simply saying, okay, for product, these are three products that you are going to be selling. No, it's not as easy as that. Here you have the real machine learning in play. Uh, and the algorithm is, is actually use a lot of analytics and, and the current events as well. And that's how they are going to be predicting which products uh, a customer is likely to buy. So this is the result. And obviously, you can do the preview as well. And based on the results that you are getting, you can tweak the algorithm. But again, that's like tweaking Google. Uh, <laughs> uh it could be really hard uh if you don't have expedia algorithm so that's where the real play is uh, for this product but they have a lot of customizability and the testing abilities for anybody who wants to try and see um you know how this all these are the ai synonyms and here also you have a lot of different control that you have in terms of what you want to do uh, in my mind i think it could be a little crowded uh, but obviously the more you do it uh, the more value you are going to get from the platform. And these are not your simple synonym mapping. These are going to be based on AI. So again, a lot of power there. Sometimes it's very hard to describe in terms of what the uh, algorithm is going to do, but obviously that's based on the correlation and the, the data science that they are utilizing.
0: So when we're taking a look at this, and you know, I, I think some people are just kind of like digesting everything yeah. that we're going through. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we, I think it's important to call out here is... The organizations that um, that this is geared towards, the enterprise level organizations, you know, yep. they're going to have a merchandising team, and if they have never had search as part of merchandising, yep. that is going to require probably a small team to initialize, I agree, and and then a couple of people to constantly maintain if you have a large enough database. And so it's important to have that consideration when. Pricing this out from a resource availability standpoint, because you can't yeah. just go to your existing, you know, merchandising team and say, "Oh, and you guys own this now." Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And by the way, you bring a very important point because you know, if you are maintaining, let's say, on an average, I think uh, e-commerce business is probably maintaining 20 channels as of today. Uh, you know, in general, uh, that's the average because it just customers are all over the Yeah, um, and you don't mess on anything. So now, when you have to maintain content on 20 different channels. It's a hard job, and now you're going to give them search as well. Good luck with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's a whole new. Th- you know, know, some some companies you, you may be able to outsource the initialization of it, but yeah. then you have a training issue because if you yeah. have a third party initialize this search for you, and then their contract ends. Yeah. Well, you're constantly updating your SKUs and your products, and so you're going to have to have people in house yeah. that know. What that third party did, how they did it, and be able to replicate it yep. for the constant churn turnover of SKUs that you have in the organization as you move forward. And if you don't, then you've just spent a lot of money for something that's going to break. Exactly. Could not agree more.
2: Uh, So if you don't have anything else, uh, so this is the personalization and this is very slick as well, in my mind, the way the whole personalization engine is. And I think we have seen this in case of, I I believe, Salesforce Commerce did did the same thing. And um, if I remember, even we had this for the SAP Commerce Cloud, which is the hybrid solution. okay but I don't think it's going to be as nuanced as this because here you are literally able to replicate that experience for a user uh, my recollection from those demos is that they could do it for the audience um, and you could personalize but the personalized was it was kind of machine learning but <laughs> i'm not sure if it is going to be this powerful to be honest but this one is definitely very interesting where you are literally personalizing the search query and there it was more of the experience management with the commerce. i the only place where we have seen a little bit of search capability is going to be with ACL Commerce, just a little bit, just a teeny bit And some of the SMB platforms. But search, I don't remember if anybody could combine the search as well as the, the personalization aspect.
0: Right, Robert? I, I think we've all been exposed to search personalization in any one of the social media platforms yep. because it is very specific to you and the habits that you have. I mean, I love... Without personalization on the left-hand side, and you got Neil deGrasse Tyson, and you've got Hidden hidden Figures, and Ender's Game, you know, all all great examples. And then you look to the right with personalization, I go, oh, okay, Foundation and the Cave of Steel, a robot series. All right, you know, I love Isaac Asimov, but, uh, you know, coming up with those is very, very interesting.
2: So I'm going to have a little comment there, okay? So let's say if the commerce is enabling the same experience as social media, and if you are saying that, you know what? Social media personalization is good. In my mind, that is terrible for commerce, okay? Even though you have a little personalization, but you know, when I look at my, even my Google News, it's terrible. It doesn't know what I really want to be on, okay? (laughs) I'm always wondering that I have to go to five different places to find my news that I really care for. So Google, even Google is not there in the personalization, to be honest, okay? So yes. here, if you are going to provide that experience, let's say if I'm looking for a keyboard and you are selling me something that I may not need in the next 20 years, I'm going to be so mad, okay? For commerce, the personalization is very different. And that's yes. why, see, in case of social media, you don't have the personalized tail ring for each of the users. Here, you are able to test out all of the personas. So that's why you are going to require a lot more manual effort in tailoring that experience. I don't think social media can ever do that because obviously they are not charging as much money and they're not making as
0: much. <laughs> right. So that that's why we we have an experience with social media, but it puts us down rabbit holes that we don't expect. Yeah. yeah. And it does it without us truly understanding what has happened. The average exactly. person doesn't understand what's happened. And so the good thing about e commerce is we have an objective as an organization. We need to sell our widgets and based on the person that comes in and they're looking for x y and z we're going to make sure that you know the green blue and purple widgets are percentage yeah could not agree more
2: um all right so let's look at some of the reviews and reviews are always going to be the most interesting for me because sometimes when you look at the demos when you look at the platform it all looks good okay but this is where we get the real intel so here and obviously we always look for trends we are not trying to call out just one single review. So here, 2022, fairly recent. This is the retail company, 1,000 to roughly 5,000 employees, which is fascinating because what we were thinking is probably they are going after the enterprise logos. But this is in my mind, I mean, mid-market company, mm-hmm. um, so which is very interesting. So here, the complaint that they have, obviously, the good things they are going to talk about, but the negative things. So more advanced analytics based on search. So they want more, which is mind-blowing, I guess. I mean, see, in my mind, I think it has a lot of analytics. And sometimes if you are going to provide a lot more, then it could be confusing as well at times. Um, So, but yeah, I mean, the more you have that, the better, I guess. Uh, Then they are complaining about the easier integration with websites. uh, And that is true as well. Uh, If you're a practitioner and if you are trying to do this yourself, Uh, I think you will struggle. So you will definitely require the developer expert. Um, So if you're not willing to spend for the consulting the development, then, you know, probably this is not the right fit for you. 2022, again, the second review. And in this particular case, the person is senior consultant founder. And this is the, this is a very small company, actually. Computer software, 11 to 50. My assumption is going to be that she's consulting for somebody else. So they, she is talking about blazing speed, which is so right. To be honest, speed, you are going to feel it. I have never seen such a speed anywhere else. Uh, you know, honestly. Uh, then she's talking about leverages uh, AI ML more and deliver those services to their non-premium subscribers Then automatic, uh, you know, synonym suggestion uh, as well as salting. Um, and some people might not be familiar with that term, but if you are into the algorithm world, then you will know what it is. Uh, then you are talking about the provide more examples for the front end javascript search and they have a lot to be honest okay uh but obviously it might not be enough for uh, developers when they are trying to so they are looking for more examples but again you know minor issues there i don't see anything big then we have real estate 500 to roughly a thousand employees and again this is very small but for real estate such could be gold uh because the kind of things that you are selling there it's just you know You do require search. So they are saying their pricing had some changes, which are trickier to estimate. Yes, that's going to be really, really hard. So you require a little expertise there with the the architecture design, as well as the financials uh, and the project management for, uh, in my mind. So the other reviews also 2022, this is coming from Accenture. Uh, You know, obviously they are humongous and very well penetrated into that. But her persona, is cybersecurity engineer, I don't know what she's doing with the marketing tool, to be honest. Uh, the index are redundant, sometimes, if not an IT personnel handling it, and there is no null search capability. That's a very interesting comment. I don't know. Robert, do you have any commentary there, by any chance?
0: So the only thing I can think of here is sometimes you want to search and get the entire database back. And I think that's what she's saying, that hmm. you don't have that ability, that you have to enter in something
2: interesting very interesting
0: and and that makes complete sense when you're thinking about a large organization because if you've got a hundred thousand SKUs, you don't want to go pull the entire database you want to you want to filter that down quickly so you have a fast response rate
2: right but if you are looking and i think why she has commented this is because she is looking at more from the debugging perspective so let's say if she wants to find out whether the problem is with the search results <laughs> Or if the results are not there, then it's, it's no way to find it, right? So that's why you have to bring everything in and then see if that exists and then see if the search is working for you or not. So I think that's where she is coming up with that. But obviously, that's going to be much heavier left on the API. So that could be the reason why they yep. have not included that. Now, some of the catalogs are going to have like million pro- products. And if you're trying to pull million, you know, over web, good luck with that. Not- <laughs> <laughs> okay, now 2022... This is also e-commerce brand, and this is very small. Apparel and fashion, 51 to 200 employees. So obviously, people are trying these things. Here, he is complaining about redundant indexes at times. Big strategic changes are not very easy to implement. And as I said, yes, you will require consulting expertise in general, because when you are talking about the whole handshake piece from the product perspective, then you are going to get the data that that is going to train your Algorithm where you are going to get that data. So, you definitely require mm-hmm. consulting. A little difficult to implement complex uh, search use cases. So, again, I think what they are mentioning is it's not as plug and play and it's not meant to be plug and play. Uh, when you go for something best of breed, that means you will require consulting expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this particular person, so this is coming from a retail company. 500 to 1,000 employees, and he is talking about product synchronization. So in my mind, I think that's going to be a real issue. So this is the architecture problem, okay? unless you have designed your architecture, uh, you know, you have figured out what is going to be a syncing model, you are going to have a lot of issues. And if you have that issue, none of it is probably going to work. Or you are going to have lag, or your algorithms are not going to be as well-trained as you would like. So again, the foundation of everything is going to be architecture and design in general uh, images uh, at least i did not see how they are handling the images i don't know if he's talking about search uh, you know uh, the image based search that could be a possibility i don't know but overall i think he's complaining about images um, okay so he's also cautioning about the complexity and the size of the catalog for this solution to handle and i don't know if how large catalog they can handle obviously we have seen a lot of large logos, and some of them are really the service-centric companies. So you look at, you need to look at the commerce-centric company. You know how large the catalog that they have handled, and based on that, you need to decide whether this is going to be a right fit. Um, and that's why he's saying that the product synchronization can get uh, out of hand fairly quickly, especially when you are going to have
0: large catalog. So he's right there. Looking at the site that they have, right? So it's a basically a shoe retailer. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if part of it has to do with the way they implemented it. Because exactly. if you think about it, it's not that difficult, right? So it's, you've got a brand like Adidas, and then you've got styles within the brand yeah. for the shoes. And they don't have, and, and then it's just sizes, right? So you're not going to really use the search engine for all the sizes, I don't think. Um, I think you're probably just going to say, you know, do we, do we have, these this brand and this style and return that so am I looking for um, trail shoes am I looking for flip-flops am I looking for basketball shoes am I looking for Nike in these and if you could very quickly if you added in every single skew Yeah, that would blow it out of proportion. So
2: I guess when you are going to be looking at these smaller companies, they are not going to have as much architectural expertise as well as the CIO. So my understanding of this is going to be that they have very standalone. So when I say standalone, meaning your products that you are going to have on your site are not really connected with what search has. Now, to your comment, whether you are going to have the size inside your search, in my mind, I think you will have that. Uh, Because obviously, this is very powerful. And you are literally going to type, okay, I'm looking for black excel and don't give me like thousand results where i have to and if you cannot do that then such is not going to be as many to be honest if i'm really looking for excel i'm looking for excel i
0: don't want to see five thousand
2: pairs which i are not available in my size because i'm going to be wasting my time you know <laughs> what?
0: You're, you're absolutely right you're, you're you're absolutely right you know because i have a size 13 shoe um my son has a size 15 and yeah. don't show me size 9 it's
2: frustrating yeah yeah it's yeah. really oh, frustrating right.
0: <laughs> but I, I I just, I've got, to, I've got to think that, you know, there, there's a, a glitch in their architecture that's yeah. causing product sync issues.
2: No, it's definitely architecture. I'm, I'm telling you that, that this is not a connected feed. The way they have designed their sync flow, that's not working. That's the problem. And again, you know, regardless of the tool you are going to use, you still need the architecture. Uh, you know,
0: that's not optional. <laughs> Looking at the next one. Yeah. It's also a shoe company. And they're not mentioning the same thing. Uh, And again, I think the design
2: and architecture could be different across the companies, right? And maybe they did not experience or they don't care. There could be so many different possibilities. So here you are right that this is a retail company, 51 to 200 employees, very similar. And by the way, the tool set may be different as well. In their case, they are using Magento. So here they are taking to take advantage of uh, best and cross search capabilities. I don't see anything there. They are complaining about the user friendliness of the interface, which is okay. Simplicity, control, and flexibility around the filtering no. limits on team. No, there is no, nothing meaningful, I guess, in that. Then we have, this is WeWork. Obviously, this is a very interesting you know, brand. In their case, they are not going to have product, but they are going to have the places. So the search is going to be super important there as well. They are saying such API is a little confusing. Now, that's where the consulting expertise is. UI is nice, but it doesn't do a good job in helping you define your query. Um, again, that comes down to the, the experience, I guess, and I don't know what is the title. So here we are looking at the software engineer. They are not going to have as much background in the e-commerce. And there's a fine balance. You are not going to find one person that, that knows. Um, okay, so here, I, I think this guy is talking about if you, you own uh, you own your Elasticsearch cluster, that is not as hard of an endeavor and would also save you some money. Uh, I'm not too sure about that. So maybe you can save some money, but I don't know if you are going to get the same experience to be, uh, because you might be saving on the infrastructure. It might be slow. So it's not really Apple-to-Apple Apple comparison uh, in my mind. I don't know, Robert, if you're going to have any sort of comparison.
0: I I'm surprised that an analyst... Um... Is saying this but it makes sense yep. because he's an information technology analyst and not necessarily in finance and so in this case you know we talked about it in the very beginning you have to do the business case how many searches are you losing how much money are you losing because of this and then you implement this because we all know a last search it works for the small shops but it doesn't hit everything it doesn't give you this it's not a Ferrari right it's a Volkswagen you know it kind of gets the job done but you're trying to get that incremental lift and this will give you incremental lift.
2: Exactly, could not agree more. And if you don't have any other comments, then we can cover uh, you know, comments from audience. And this is from Anders. And if you guys don't know Anders, follow him on LinkedIn. Uh, Anders Green, A-N-D-E-R-S-G-R-E-E-N is the last name. So he is saying Recomposable, taking on more of the stack process yourself. Absolutely, you will get a larger share of the profits, but you will also take more of the risk. Whether no. that's physically physical in that you now have unsold t-shirts Stockpile or,
0: unsold t-shirts or the technical that you're supporting the stack, always trade-offs. Yeah, it's absolutely trade-off, but yeah. you also end up owning the customer experience.
2: Yeah, but in my mind, I think this is more of the easy trade-off because you have far more value in general. If you can justify the cost, I would definitely recommend this one. Um, just because the integration is not as 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 heavy as let's say if you are splitting the commerce layers. Uh, here he's talking about the personalization chart, fascinating view with all the crossing and matching lines. Was that tunable? <laughs> uh, was it only showing the final search results? Yes, you can you can do a lot of different experiments there on the search results. So, you know, it is for any specific search term that you are queued for. So search result as well as the persona combination is what you are calibrating it for. Um, So, I mean, in my mind, that's just mind blowing. Um, Robert, more comments? Nope. Uh, Any other final commentary before we close, Robert?
0: No, I, you know, I think this, depending on the maturity of the organization, that you will eventually reach a place where you realize that search is not providing you the ROI that you want. And you will eventually have to look at a tool that's going to provide that to you. You may start out with, you know, uh, a smaller tool and then eventually, you know, you're going to be looking for ratcheting up the lift. And this is one of the tools to consider.
2: Yeah, could not agree more. I think great uh, advice there, Robert. And that's it for today. If you joined for the first time, this was part of our e-commerce series for which we meet every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you guys are going to be here next week. We are going to come back with another solution or the vendor. On that note, thanks everyone for tuning in tonight. Thanks all. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show, for sharing their knowledge and journey. I always pick up learnings from our guests and hopefully you learned something new today. If you want to learn more about Robert, Brown, head over to RGBECOMMERCE.com. It's RGBECOMMERCE.com. Links and more information will also be available in the show notes. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, you might want to check other related episodes, including the interview with Colin Cronin, who shares his insights into the evolution of B2B digital e commerce capabilities for a global medical device manufacturer. Also, the interview with Ben Rudnick, who shares his insights into how companies can increase their revenue by improving the findability and searchability of their product lines. Also, don't forget to subscribe and spread the word among folks with similar backgrounds. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please review and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform or DM me on any social channels. I'll try my best to respond personally